Welcome back to Showing Up Messy. This is the podcast about the messy parts of life and the creative process and showing up before we feel ready. And this is season two, which is my fancy way of saying that I am releasing it from not America. Um, Because a little over a month ago, I moved out of my apartment in New York and into a backpack and I embarked upon a year of traveling as my new lifestyle and my intentions are to spend time with people that I love and do things that I love create the things that I'm inspired to create and be open to encountering new experiences on a daily basis Um, so my first stop on my journeys was Pittsburgh Pennsylvania because it's one of my favorite cities, mostly because I have three best friends who live there. And uh, so it really checked my spend time with people I love box. Uh, It was a really wonderful way to start my trip and such a safe, soft landing pad. Uh, And actually, that's when this episode you're about to listen to was recorded um, with Sammy Travis, who I will talk about in just a little bit. Um, but just to give you a quick adventure update about where I am at this moment as I'm recording this intro, I am currently in Iceland in a tiny town called Holsvetler, probably not how you say it, uh, and it's, it's in the south of Iceland, about an hour and a half away from the capital city, um, and I'm here living with a family for about three three to four weeks. <laughs> Depend- Actually, I just booked my flight. It will officially be four weeks uh, that I'll have been here. Um, and uh, my flight to London, if you're curious. Uh, that's where I'm going next. But yes, yeah, so I'm working for the, this family through um, a program called Workaway. And you can find out more about it on workaway.info. But basically what this is, is you can sign up to be a volunteer and find hosts all across the world who would would offer you free room and board, uh, typically in exchange for about four to five hours of work uh, every day and weekends off. And so um, I am staying with this family, which I solely picked based on the reviews that they got. Like everybody raved about how much they loved this family. And so again, checking my people I love box, I was like, this sounds like a good situation. So, and it really has been, it has been great. I've been here for about um, like a week and a half, at least. Yeah, about a full week and a half. And um First of all, like the reason I I chose to do this is like I'm not really um I I started off my trip like waking up in a new place every day because I went on a road trip around Iceland, which was so fun and really amazing. Um but I you know, I don't necessarily want that to be my all the time lifestyle. <laughs> it can be my summertime lifestyle. Um so it's just nice having the balance of like like, wow, oversaturating myself with like new experiences every single day. And now I get this really temporary period of time where I have like a stable base and it's not like a forever stable base, like a lease on an apartment would be, but it's just like, okay, great. I have a few weeks in this one little town and a lot of time I'm kind of treating it as like an artist residency where 
I get to really like, I get to wake up every day and write. And like today I got to listen to this podcast episode while I was trying to bake cookies for these children. Um, yeah. And I, the work that I'm doing is there are things like keeping the house tidy and cleaning up, um, like the kitchen and playing with children and cooking for the family. And they're all things like they're things that I enjoy doing, especially like I love the mindlessness of cleaning and like, and it also makes me feel really good that I can be of service to this family. You know, it's like, I really like them a lot and um, I'm like happy to do the things that I'm doing and I'm getting so much from it. You know, not only am I getting free room and board, but like, they're so appreciative and so loving and wonderful. And I'm just really enjoying, I'm enjoying the experience of like getting to know them as well as, um, as working for them, you know, I'm, and, and I'm enjoying the experience of like having a lot of time to myself and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. And it's, it's funny, like Rebecca, who is the the mom of the family. Uh, I feel like we're just friends. It's really nice. <laughs> but the other day she was like, you know, she has, they have a trip coming up that happens right after I leave. And they were like, I'm, she said, I'm really looking forward to my trip, but I'm sad because it means like this, this time will be over, um, with us, you know, and that was so sweet of her to say, but it was also a nice reminder that like, yeah, even if, even if this wasn't going to come to an end, it's almost nice that it is coming to an end because we know it's temporary. And I know for myself, like I think I'm really savoring it and like appreciating it so much more because I know it's going to end. Um, and I think that that's, I think we have like an illusion of things being permanent in our lives, or at least for me, that's how I feel sometimes like, when you're in a routine, it's easy to feel like, um, yeah, things will always be the way that they are for better or for worse. And I think something I'm really learning and enjoying about this experience is that like knowing that things are going to change and come to an end. Yeah. It just makes me more present and, um, like it, it, let me really appreciate my experience of, uh, of having a road trip around the entire country, um, at the first part of my journey and then made me so appreciate being here, like being in a really loving family's home <laughs> and, uh, spending most of my time here. Like, it's funny, Rebecca, <laughs> like be like, Hey, do you want to, you know, go outside? And I'm just like, I, this is my outside. I love this. <laughs> I love being, uh, in your home if that's okay. Um, I leave sometimes it's, it's fine. I, I go for runs. I don't know. It's, it's hard to know what to do here. It's like, what am I going to do? Go to the gas station. There's a lava center here, which is like about earthquakes and volcanoes and stuff. It's like, okay, that sounds nice, but I don't know. I feel like I know about volcanoes and earthquakes. Anyways, um, not my point, not where I was going with this, but yeah, that's just, that's where I am right now. Physically, 
literally, and I would not be here. Good segue, Katie. I wouldn't be here at all if it were not for Sammy Travis. I really, meeting Sammy, and I only met her a year ago. We just had our one-year anniversary of knowing each other, which is mind-blowing to me because really meeting her, I feel like, like to me, it symbolizes this time in my life where I, um, I definitely... I was living intentionally, but like witnessing Sammy live her life so intentionally and like embracing adventure and and fun and curiosity in really tangible ways inspired me so much. And specifically when it comes to traveling, because she spends uh, like seven oh gosh I can't do the math right now we do math in the episode spoiler alert um but she spends more than half the year traveling um because she loves it she loves it so much and she does it all the time and I think seeing her uh do that with her life really inspired me to embrace what's possible with mine and I'm so grateful for that and I'm also just grateful to know her and uh that she was willing to share herself with everybody, not just me <laughs> on this podcast. So, uh, I really, uh, I'm so happy to introduce you to Sammy. You're going to be better, uh, for, I you're going to be better. You're going to, yeah, I think everybody who knows Sammy is, um, benefits from her existence. <laughs> okay. That's a weird way of saying that. All I'm saying is, uh, you're already here. So just enjoy the episode and thank you for listening. This is showing up messy. I'm here today with Sammy Travis. Hi, Sammy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Great. Now we can just talk as if it's just the two of us talking okay. and who knows? Someone might be listening. <laughs> Helen probably is. Hi, Helen. We're on your Hi, bed Helen. right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm so excited. I probably thought about doing this podcast with you since I conceived of the podcast. Oh, wow. What a compliment. It's true. I think as soon as I met you, well, I met you not even a year ago. Oh, almost. Where we are almost up on our 11 months. This is our 11 month anniversary. Mm-hmm. We don't it know was the before date. Halloween mm. in October. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's the last day. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> the deductive reasoning here. We're, yeah. Because that's the last time. That's right. I loved I was just like, wow, you really know your you really know your holidays. Really you just know the end of the month. It's so great. Uh I remembered it's so funny. Yeah, like meeting you, I think the reason why we became friends so quickly is because I mean, you're so great. You're so great. <laughs> I think that about very you. clear why we became friends so quickly. <laughs> well, yeah, everyone you're there, know, but everyone wants to be good friends with you. Oh, that's so kind of you to say that. I, I, you are somebody who is really intentional about your friendships. And so it's a huge compliment coming from you because mm-hmm. you don't say that about everybody. Mm-mm. No offense to anybody who Sammy knows <laughs> and is not good friends with. <laughs> but um, I think that's one of the things that stood out to me when I first met you. It was like, you are so intentional about your life and the decisions that you you make along the way, including the friends that you choose. In our first conversation, you told me, I am very, um, I really invest in my friendships and I'm very intentional about who I spend time with and who I surround myself with. Mm-hmm. 
And then we've show, we've shown that to be true. We oh you have shown that to be true 100 percent, and yeah I just really admire that. Thank you. I admire so much about you. And we just okay so to give some context, because okay. um, who knows what the intro to this is going to be. Although I could always contextualize more. <laughs> <laughs> but we're currently I'm currently living with Sammy for. Uh, we are so happy. <laughs> I am so excited. We're here. She lives in Pittsburgh, and although we met in New York City. Um, where I was living, but we are here in Pittsburgh and I just, uh, became homeless, but I've intentionally, homeless. intentionally homeless because my home is where I travel. Right. Yes. It is my, the bag that I travel. With. <laughs> um, and this, uh, Yes. And I, and so I'm staying with Sammy right now and meeting Sammy has totally inspired my journey or my decision to do this traveling adventure with my life because it's so similar well I mean it's you do it with your life yeah I'm so excited I I clap every time I hear I hear you doing it I'm so proud and so excited that you're doing this really it's so there are so many people that talk about doing something like what you're literally in the middle of at the beginning of it's not the middle it's not the middle (laughs) I'm gonna be done in another week I'm just gonna (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> After Pittsburgh, one and done. One and done stop. <laughs> but you'll have multiple stops in Pittsburgh. So it's very true. Um, anyway, there's many people that talk about doing it, but it takes so much bravery and like foresight and um, yeah, intention and like um, really just d- doing it. Um, but there's most people, most people don't do it. Well, and you're one of those people. Yeah. And tell me about when you started doing that, when you started making traveling part of your life really intentionally like or or what to you makes traveling something that is worth spending your precious time on Hmm. well I think like most people I've always wanted to travel I think a lot of people like to travel um and when I was when I was younger like 20 my mom took me on an international trip that was helpful they've always they've always traveled with me I've always gone on little trips Mm. with my parents camping they haven't been that little and overnighting and like adventuring and then my mom took me on my first international trip um to Europe and we slept in the car together and like we did couch surfing together it was my first time I'd ever done it she also had never done it but just her willingness to like try this cool you thing you couch surfed with your mom yes for the first time ever the first time wow. I ever did it just the two of you yep in Paris and then in other cities and countries in Europe um western Europe including f- other parts of France and the Czech Republic um yeah so cool ireland wow so you had and that was in your early 20s yeah 20 i turned 20 on that trip wow yeah so she she i'd heard about the website she said it sounded cool i created a profile and then like sent messages to people and we stayed together um the first person with this guy named eli in paris and then he was also the last person we stayed with. He let us leave like Aww. some things there with him. We brought an empty suitcase because my mom likes to shop for antiques so she could write off the trip. Um, and so we... Because oh, she sells antiques. Yes, exactly. So it's like, well, let's just do some business. Exactly. Um, and so then we had an empty suitcase with us that we then filled when w- Eli let us leave it with him. So we got to meet... They have these really great experiences on couch surfing. And I just sort of learned about, we, you know, like ate at grocery stores a lot mm-hmm. and like um, did simple things. And so... That was cool. And then um, when I finished university or as I was finishing and like applying for jobs, they were like, you know, thinking about what to do and I wanted to travel. They they really encouraged me to go to the Peace Corps. 
and I did and got accepted. It was tough. And then um, Peace Corps was like the first time I was ever in a, a developing country, really. <clears throat> and then I was there for a long time, two years over wow. and uh, 26 months. And so I, it was really hard the whole time. But I didn't realize well, until after that how much I had learned. And um, actually, the first country I went to after Peace Corps well, was Cuba. And then I came back to the States. And then I was scared to travel alone. And um, I bought I like bought a co-bought a plane ticket with a friend named Katie. And she was meeting me two weeks later in Iceland. And I'd known it was notoriously safe for women, like a really, really safe place to be. So we picked Iceland and I landed there two weeks before her and I was there for just like a day and a half before I realized that traveling by yourself is the best thing ever. Mm. It is so That was your first time doing it, that trip. That was my first time doing it, that trip, but I realized once I started doing it that I had done it a lot in Jamaica. Yeah, but I'd been living there, so it didn't feel like traveling there. Wow. Yeah. But I had been living there and taking trips to see like around the country to see Patrick or see other Peace Corps people. Um, yeah. So doing the Peace Corps was like the whole time it just felt hard. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's pretty accurate. But you were like all this, but like you were kind of basically like setting the bar. You were just setting your settings on hard and then like any other travel was like. exactly right. Nothing wow. has nothing. I mean, I haven't been to a lot of countries um, yet. Most you have been to so many countries, but but a lot. There's a lot I haven't been to, and I and I haven't I haven't had anything as hard as Jamaica. I mean, not just in duration, but just in aggression. It's just a really tough country. In what? Yeah. So in what way? Like in sexually, in in like volume, in ag in aggressiveness, in um. In like just like trying to take from you, um, mm. take physics, take your energy, take your um, take things from you. Is a high it's Kingston has a really high murder rate. It's like a bit dangerous. Um, take your life from you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So so it was a really hard country, and so it. So then I, I went to Iceland, and which is like a pleasure, um, and not not that way at all. And so, but I just didn't realize just how stark the the contrast was going to be, um, and it's really stark. And um, so yeah, it was so fun. It was, so, it was a pleasure, and and it taught me so much. Jamaica taught me about what I looked like physically and what image I was giving off because Jamaicans will <laughs> tell you what image you're giving off and what you look like. And so you know. I wasn't like wearing little clothes and pretending like just because I was hot and pretending that I didn't know what I looked like or not even pretending not knowing what I looked like. I, I know when I get dressed what I look like and what image I'm giving off whether I w want to be or not. It definitely is what I'm giving off. So I need to um, be aware of that and not pretend that that's not true because what would happen if you went out with like wearing is it like basically oh if you're we revealing a lot of skin in Jamaica you look um, in Jamaica, I mean, well, I, maybe not Jamaica and other countries, but in Jamaica, it's the, for, for Jamaicans, it's the quality of clothes. They really notice if your clothes are dirty, um, or if they have stains on them. Um, and they'll like, tell you, they'll just tell you. Yeah, they notice. They like notice. your clothes and are. And they come, you know, they'll, they, they talk about your skin color. First thing they call you by your skin color. It's the first thing they do. And so like <laughs> you can say to someone like, yeah, man, if you have one blue shirt and they're like blue shirt man and they're like my brown my black man call me black man oh they're you know? mad he's mad that you call yeah, him blue shirt man because you don't see him you're not seeing him you're trying to see something some other part of him um 
So they would argue you are your skin color. Like that that's they really me. do. Interesting. They really think that. Um so so that like call me white girl. I'm like, my brown. You can't see my brown girl. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about your hair? <laughs> You're like, Well, I try to be brown. I <laughs> love it there. Lots of out in the sun. Mm, yes. Yeah, just a tan. Tan girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tan girl <laughs> like, exactly. I'm trying. Oh I man, trying. I bet they loved you. I bet they loved you in Jamaica. Yeah. They still do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jamaica. But it's a lot of, yeah, you talked about it dra- draining your energy. Like oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Jamaica is so tough. I don't recommend it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm don't go there, Katie. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't go there. <laughs> only don't go, with go you. there. Yeah. I just, um, because I started on a really hard place, it was really helpful to then go to a place that wasn't hard like Iceland and then France and then from there, I went to Turkey, um, which I was really nervous about. It was my first um, like Muslim country that I was going to go to, and I was going by myself. And um, it turns out, I didn't know at the time, I had no idea that it's now it's one of my favorite countries that I've ever been to and experiences I've ever had was my month in Turkey. Um, and I was and I was nervous about it, but like, it's nowhere near as aggressive or tough as Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even not even close. So you're just, yeah, you're, everything's downhill mm-hmm. or it has maybe been. not, but yeah. Yeah. So far. So far. And didn't you book your trip to Turkey as a layover for your trip to Nepal? Exactly. That's how I picked Turkey. That's so great. I loved yeah. it. Cause like when I first started planning my trip, you advised me to do something like that, which was, which led me to pick Iceland mm-hmm. as my first stop. Right. I think it's a good one. And it sounds like it's a good one because it's, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of starting with my training wheels on a little bit, exactly. starting in like Western Europe. To get my solo travel. And to just see if you have too much stuff with you. You'll notice if like there's anything you can shed or like. Mm. Yes. You'll just notice. I'll I'll notice. You'll notice. It'll be heavy. (laughs) (laughs) You will notice. I've already made a lot of easy easy calls here. Like, I don't need these electrolytes. (laughs) I don't need that. (laughs) There's a lot of things that we probably don't need. Yeah. Wow. So cool. And like, so since then, since you had that solo travel experience, you've made travel a huge part of your life. Mm, definitely. I mean, that trip that we're talking about after Jamaica, which was two years, two, over two years, 26 months, um, was like nine or 10 months of traveling. Iceland, France, Nepal, uh, Turkey. And then I came back for just a hot minute and, uh, it was really hot. It was, <laughs> no, it was December. It was the opposite of hot. And then I went to... It was... De- oh, December. Yeah. And then <laughs> hot some places. Not here. And mm-hmm. then um, I went to Australia. Pretty sure that's the next one. Next and you worked there? Yeah, for a year. For a year. I lived there for a year and I traveled a bit while I was in Australia. So then, yeah, I was really... But again, that was sort of a home... I mean, I lived in Australia. Right. So it was a home base. A home base. But it's a big country and I did move around it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's but maybe you're going to be going to, is this a spoiler? Maybe thinking no, about New spoiler. Zealand. Thinking about New Zealand and you're thinking about New Zealand, which yes. actually is a good thing to mention that both Australia and New Zealand have, and this is something that Americans don't often know about, you were telling me. Yeah, I think it's true they don't. They both have visa pro. So the visa program is. They're called work and holiday for work and holiday and you are able, it's so amazing to work in either Australia and or New Zealand and, um. You can have the ability to do that if you're under 30 and get paid, get paid. So most countries, when you visit them, you're not allowed to work there unless you have the right um, visa, which is really hard to get or a passport from there. Right. 
So you could spend an entire year, come as you want, come and go, also make money. Yep. And in a currency that is valued. Not you're not making. You're not working for Thai buy. <laughs> <laughs> as we talked. And so another thing that I wanted to talk with you about. So the first, which is something that just I loved about you right away um, and that we've talked, we've talked a lot about, but I know you haven't talked that much about is when we first met less than a year ago, you had just um, come out to your parents about what you do for a living. That's right. That you fund, you work, you travel for seven months out of the year and you work as a stripper for the other five. That's right. Which I think is incredible. Good math. You did some good. <laughs> That's what we call quick on the fly podcast math. Just we're recording, but I'm doing it. Just doing <laughs> mental math. Thank you, Mr. Price from <laughs> Incarnation Grade School. Incarnation. <laughs> Incarnation. It's better than incarceration grade school. Incar- yes. Oh, wow. Only a few letters off. <laughs> I'm not going to do the math for that to tell you how many letters. <laughs> I was so inspired meeting you because you... You had just, I mean, the story that you told me, and I'll let you tell it on here instead of me telling your story, but basically um, you had been working as a stripper, funding your life by um, stripping for like 10 or 11 years. Long time. A long time. Really long time. And you, but you had never been open about it except for like with a few close friends. Mm -hmm. And you were in the first maybe year of your life of telling people in your family about this and yes. I, and handled it with such like courage and bravery and just like I, I've just seen you as like owning owning this thing which to me like I can't I didn't know you before you were owning it but it just seemed like you are on fire with life and it's amazing mm, <laughs> thank you so much yeah yeah, I was, I started telling people, um, and, uh, particularly my parents, that was the hardest. That was really my final, <laughs> my final, uh, hurdle, although, you know, final, but final, final. what final, is final? We're just, that's it. We're done. We're just coasting through now. Everything else, much like Jamaica, we've done the hardest uh, thing right. there is to have done <laughs> and we're just living. Yep. Um, no, there's still some times when I feel weird about who to tell and when and like, um but yeah my I got to I got to tell my parents um and um so now they know (laughs) hey mom and dad hey mom and dad (laughs) fun I mean not fun fun to say (laughs) hi to them though fun to say (laughs) that's fun to say hi to them right um well yes and I mean another uh, the other part about it that is really cool I mean like it's it's cool to be your friend <laughs> and like also Yay, friends. Be, be your best friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're friends, we love it. <laughs> but it like it does. It gives it like gives me more courage to like I don't know, just it's yeah. Um the the coolest thing, one of the best parts. Well, I wanna talk about your birthday this year. Um, which is the only birthday I've experienced with you so far. (laughs) So this is obviously the one I want to talk about. Um, but one of the coolest parts, okay. So for Sammy's birthday, we, and I'll let you tell the background of what we do. Um, but it happens to overlap with the furry convention in Pittsburgh, which we are going to talk about, but we also had an amazing, uh, 
an amazing time at Your Life the Musical, which was this local um, improv theater, arcade comedy. Hello, arcade. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Number whatever. We love it. We love it. And um, and Sammy got to have her life performed as a musical. And I was just like so impressed because you were like look I know that they're going to probably focus on the fact that I travel like that is such an interesting fact <laughs> about me you were like I remember you prepping for this you're like they're gonna want to just do something about like those parts of my life but I want them to tell the story of my day-to-day life which is I'm a stripper <laughs> yeah which what was that like when did you make that decision because that was a very distinct you were like I want them to do this part of my life well, I know I've, I see a lot of comedy and uh, yes, you, do. <laughs> you should have a medal. <laughs> I love it. And um, I know that improvisers are like taught to shy away when someone yells something um, like naughty um, or dirty or vulgar. They're like taught to like pretend they hear something else um, or like ignore that word and pick a second word that they hear. For example, um, one time someone said stripping and um, they took the suggestion and um, the guy, like the scene opened up with him stripping paint off of a boat. Um, and that's mm. what he was doing, which is fine. And we, I've <laughs> one time I was <laughs> with the girl and, and they, I'm always like tempted just, you know, when they yell out for suggestions, like a, a space that'll fit on the stage. I'm always tempted to yell a lap dance room or even a champagne room. Um, in a strip club or like a, a lap a, a stripper and a customer like <sighs> but I just I never <laughs> I never yell at you <laughs> but you're like this it, is my chance it They're crosses my mind but I <laughs> just never do it I don't want to torture them like I don't want to I don't want it to be challenging you know right like. that's very kind of you yeah. <laughs> but I'll but I would like to see it on stage I think about it yeah um, so then this this thing happened and really I did it for my friends more like more yeah. than I didn't particularly want to do it. <laughs> you were, you didn't particularly want to do like go up for your life. The musical. Right. I mm. bid on it in advance and, and won it. We knew that I was going to get to do it because you had, you had, yes, but I did it, it in auction. preparation for the furry. Like I looked in advance and made sure that it was going to be happening that weekend. Um, otherwise I just would have, I don't know. If they had had to cancel it or whatever, I would have given it away. I, I didn't just want to, like, just see it on stage, even though it ended up being really rewarding and really great, and I really liked it. I was doing it for, like, <laughs> just to have a fun event for my friends to go to that would be interesting that everyone would be, you know, interested in, probably. And we were. <laughs> <laughs> and we had the best time. Yeah, it was also really great for me. I didn't, I didn't realize that I was going to like it as much as I did. Right. It was so great. I mean, because you basically gathered all of your best friends uh, <laughs> for the for this weekend which for i the now very convention which is what you do every year well work. yes <laughs> for like what nine years <laughs> i've been doing it for a long time but the, it, the gathering's getting bigger and bigger but i've gone for nine years but it's been it hasn't looked the same this this year there was an email <laughs> this year yeah this was the most intense email i've ever i forwarded that email to people <laughs> to just show they'll be like look at how legit <laughs> this weekend is i'm about to have which was the furry weekend right. yes it's just a, like i feel like what you do i mean we talked about how you value your friendships but like what you do 
and we talked about this before, but not on this podcast, um, <laughs> is like kind of assemble a team of superheroes. <laughs> and you're like, this is, I, you all have super strengths. That's true. They all do. And you are like this big master. Like you, you glean the strengths off of everybody. I feel like you're like the craze. You're like this. Con- you have all of the things that we have. You, oh, <laughs> glimpses. You've got glimpses. <laughs> yes, you're all. Yes, this is true. Your glimpses. Everyone's like <laughs> the five people you spend the most time with are glimpses of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get you get all your glimpses together. I, it's not that I have glimpses of the other people. It's that I think I have a good understanding of what their skill sets are. It's not that I can use them <laughs> myself. <laughs> I don't think I can. But I think it takes a lot. Uh, well, but you, but like, I, I think it takes being seen in the way that you see your friends. Like the way that you see and value people makes i think makes them come alive in ways that they wouldn't otherwise oh interesting i really yeah that's how i feel thank you that's great cheers (laughs) cheers (laughs) cheers to that (laughs) um like i i really think that yeah you you really bring out the best in the people that you surround Mm, yourself with that is so nice well they are the best (laughs) (laughs) and you believing that helps it happen it's great what's funny and what's funny is like you doing this on a very um literal level when it came to the furries because we got this amazing group email like this this like okay here's the itinerary months in advance (laughs) there's a website with like so we went the furry convention it's called anthrocon just to give some background and it's got 2,000 fur heads or fur suits sorry you have registered for sonas registered for sonas yeah. <laughs> but but oh, didn't like 8,000 people come this 8,000 people came so there's a distinction between and people. furries are and so yeah what would we call like how would you define what furries are furries are <laughs> they're not crazy for sure they're just people who like to have fun <laughs> yes that's a direct quote from a furry convention talk <laughs> um, we just yeah. are pe- we're just pe- human beings who happen to like having fun <laughs> They um, like to get dressed up as um, and put on tails and ears for whatever reason. Maybe um, they relate to the animal. Maybe they think it's cute. Maybe they think it's a badass. Maybe they um, maybe they identify. Maybe they they want more love in their they want to be touched more. And so they dress up as a, a dog or some sort of animal that gets touched more so that they get more physical attention or they want they they do something to embody an animal that they want um or it could just be fun for them it could just be uh a so silly yeah great weekend yeah. best weekend could of just the be year. a fun <laughs> weekend like <laughs> it could just be fun for them like like what we do like what yes that would be our category of furry right because we would be considered actual furries because we went and wore ears and tails every day yeah, I, I think that I don't know if that makes us furries or not, but we are definitely furry allies. Yes. I, you know, we're furry allies for sure. And yeah, I'm an I'm like occasionally a furry, I guess. But I don't I don't ever think I'm not human. Right. Do they think they're not human sometimes? Maybe, but they not might. all of them. There's 8000. So I think that there's sort of a scale, a spectrum. Scalies? Oh, there's spectrum scalies. <laughs> there are scalies. There are there's a uh, rodents. There's a lot of different categories. Mm-hmm. Birds, birds. I I was struck by, it was really interesting being in that environment, where everybody, where we were definitely a part of it. It wasn't just like 
I mean, because the furries, before I knew you, before, like, I vaguely knew about furries. And to me, it was, like, this thing that I didn't know anything about. And so I was like, you know, it just seems weird, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you just don't know about it, it's like, oh, that's not for me. Um, that's right. weird. But then if you, going to this convention was really interesting because you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can be here. Nothing weird is happening. <laughs> like, you just adjust yeah. what you think is weird. <laughs> <laughs> right. So for me, I, I don't know if I hadn't heard about them first, but I saw, th- oh, maybe I had, like heard on the news briefly, but then I, I saw them. That was how it happened for me. I saw people dressed up as an animal and just seeing it was inspiring. What, what inspired you about it? How silly it was. There's just this person dressed as a um, giraffe walking around in downtown Pittsburgh. One of them got in my car, asked for directions. I dropped him off a couple blocks later. This is normal. I <laughs> loved it. Yeah. And I was like, I called Helen and was like, what are you doing right now? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> there are animals. We are going to Joanne's Fabrics and we're going to dress ourselves up and join right in with this festivities. And we did. And I was a cow. <laughs> you were a cow. <laughs> and she was the Cheshire cat. Oh, and my um, we went to Furioki and tried to get a table full of furries. But because we didn't pay to go into the convention, we just sat outside of it. We didn't get the full. It wasn't it wasn't for like four years or five years of me going to the convention before I paid to go in before I like realized that a whole new world was like yeah you could get one of my best friends at the time bought me a pass to go in for the day both both of us the two of us went in together I wouldn't have bought it for myself and um that was life changing. <laughs> like, wait a second. I could just buy a pass <laughs> for this convention. This thing. There's a website. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they get here. Wow. So you were a furry groupie for the first five That's years. That's exactly right. So and so for the first couple years, even I didn't know in advance that they were coming. For, I think for the first three. Mm. Um, I, so the first year, definitely not the second year, Sam was like, Oh my God, that's this weekend. And it happened to coincide with your birthday. So you're like, is this a gift from God? (laughs) 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 What's happening? Right. Wow. So you got surprised again. You're like, this happens multiple years. Yes, exactly. And then, um, what the one year we were out to, to dinner when we saw them walking by and I took the napkins from the table and pinned them to us, these red fancy napkins. But if you pin a napkin in such a way, it looks like a tail. I mean, mm-hmm. I, can, <laughs> I can see it. Close your eyes. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. You have a napkin, a safety pin. What would you do with it to make it a chair? <laughs> Just think. <laughs> we did that. Oh, my gosh. And okay. So. And then you. And then we and knew in advance they were coming, but we didn't buy a pass. Like, so, you know, it sort of evolved into now it's this. Now, I, this for the year for the first year, I, I looked up the schedule in advance online. And, and then committed made my to own. 200. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those conferences where you can like just to let make your own schedule. Right. And there's all these panels. And, and they're all interesting. <laughs> they're all interesting. It turns out. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be in five places at once. I mean, I found that fascinating. We went to a talk on asexuality and furries but it was but it educated me about aces 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 (laughs) Aces, that's what (laughs) you may call yourself if you're asexual we don't we know we know we actually do know uh that's a term yeah it was really fascinating Mm, there were other talks that we probably would have liked too that we didn't know until we went to the aces talk that we would have liked them you know yeah like Like next year we'd go to i don't i don't remember yeah there were a few like there was a lot about 
um, furries and disability, yeah. autism, mm-hmm. which I'm particularly interested in. Right, it was, but it was closed. That's right. We tried to go to the autism talk, but it was full, and because they're autistic, they wouldn't. <laughs> we don't know. And why. because we don't know, we don't know why, but we suspect <laughs> it, <laughs> it would have disrupted. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. We had, yeah. Wow. What a, I mean, just un. That was a great example for me, and this is a similar. This is similar to why I like traveling. Yes. It is. Whatever you're going to say. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I agree in advance. (laughs) Trust you. Trust your opinion. (laughs) It feels the same way. Like the same way traveling is so exciting because you're just, you do not know what to expect. You do not know, like you're just immersed in a totally new culture. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with its own sort of language, so at least words, its own, its own, mm-hmm. like personas and yeah, the word persona. We're not saying persona. We're saying persona. <laughs> if you, how do you overexplain upon? <laughs> Let me overexplain. <laughs> and oh, how so about personality? Puns. We're not saying personality. We're saying we're saying personality <laughs> <laughs> spelled <laughs> spelled how it sounds. <laughs> if you are, yeah, exactly. Um, that's a that's a place to go if you want to do some bad puns all day. I mean the the email that Sammy sent not and I shouldn't say bad puns. I should say life changing amazing. Yeah, puns. really. Yeah, really. What's, What's going <laughs> on? <laughs> Don't knock it. Till Jeez, I thought you liked puns. I love them. I love them. I'm just adjusting. You know. <laughs> um. So funny. Wow, what a great experience. Well, and then, so this amazing weekend where you assemble your superhero gaggle of friends. <laughs> we go to this incredible life-changing convention. And th- I just love how they all get along. And every, you know, each room you go in of people talking is just more, it does outdoes itself. It <laughs> does. It really does. It's so wild. We had, s- we found, oh, well, we played, we played furry bingo where we mm-hmm. had different challenges of what we should do people we should meet right and we yeah and like we found interspecies couples that were dating that's right yeah a, notably a dragon and a goat a dragon and a goat seems dangerous <laughs> what, what if you get hungry um, <laughs> so yeah a lot of and yeah everyone is just happy everyone gets along everyone is just happy everyone there is they so really are they're really kind ki- it's a really kind convention it's very inclusive feeling in there it really is. Well, I just love, I love that your reaction to seeing them for the first time was just like, like playful curiosity. You're like, this is fun. This looks like fun. And you run towards it. Not like this is weird. Get out of my car, giraffe. I'm not taking you to where you no, want to go. Oh, anywhere you want, giraffe. Anywhere <laughs> you want. But I love, yeah, you, I just think in general in life, you run towards what's fun and what's mm-hmm, playful. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I love that. Um, and that's why we're friends. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but then, and then, so this amazing, we have this amazing group assembled. We have all of those fun activities. And on top of that, we go to your life, the musical, which is about your life. (laughs) That was crazy. It was (laughs) so crazy. And I loved that you were so bold about being like, yeah, do an improv scene, a, like a real, you know, you don't have to avoid this subject. We emailed them in advance. So we, we knew we being me and Helen, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're like, okay, we didn't want to just surprise them with this piece of information that I'm a stripper. <laughs> yes. um, Surprise. It's, uh, and, and then have them 
avoid it. Um, and so we sent an email to the to Renee and said like that that this was happening and like, um, but that I had like a maybe a u- you know unique job and we didn't want it to be avoided, but we wanted to give space for like people who didn't want to maybe be in the show or like just we wa- we wanted to make it a safe place for everyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> also right. me. Also them. Also me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most I'm importantly. about to be very vulnerable. Yes. Yes. Um, and so she asked me what the job was, but not how I felt about it. She wanted to save that stuff for on stage. And I, and we found out that she did like tell performers um, in advance what I did. So that way she could assemble a, group who was going to make some female empowerment happen and handle it respectfully mm-hmm. and yeah more than yeah. that they really I mean, <laughs> they made it seem desirable honestly <laughs> I think everyone walked out there like why don't I do that <laughs> I, like, I could be traveling the world <laughs> working five months a year what um yeah really did a lot of good marketing for that yeah oh, really <laughs> I was like wow this is a great idea <laughs> this was fantastic right and it's so and so pa- that was them that, that they did that. They, <laughs> that was they kudos to them. Really? Well, you handled it so tastefully. Like doing, I mean, thinking ahead to do that, you were really prepped. That's true. Prepped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, you and you speaking out about it and so positively and you're, you are so empowered and you have such like a, it, it's, it really, it does nothing but help. I think other women who are in that profession or yes. in us. Yeah, yeah. For a long time, I, um, I didn't, I didn't realize until I started telling particularly one girl, Colleen. <laughs> hey, Colleen. Um, <laughs> Big that, shout out. <laughs> that, um, like, uh, the day after I told Colleen, which is one of my best friends, I, um, she was so great. She, w- she was my best friend for, like, nine years before she, um, before I told her that I was a stripper. So I'd been lying to her, really, for nine years. She cried when I told her and then was like, you know how mad I am about this, Sam? I'm zero. I am a zero mad about this. And I only think, I I see how hard this is for you. And I think we should only find a way to make this this, less hard for you. Um, There's no reason that this has to be um, painful. And, um, And I realized once we went out that night and um, she, we like, she asked me all these questions and all these shit, all these questions. And we met a group of people, boys, and they asked, she told me that I needed to start telling people what I did. And we met this group of boys, two boys and asked, they asked, we asked what they did. That's not true. I would never ask that. They must've asked what we did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, they were, they were studying abroad and, um, they were, they were Americans studying abroad. And uh, came up, like, what do I do? And I said, I was, like, looking at Colleen. These are stranger boys. I do not care that I'm, like, being, like, not talking to them. I'm very clear when I go out about who I'm out with and who where my loyalties lie. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, I'm not telling them. They're sitting right there. Colleen's, like, just tell them. Like, I'm not telling them. And Colleen, like, had already told them what she did, which is she works remotely for an online company. And anyway, she, like, rolls her eyes and looks at them and says, I've been lying to you guys. I travel around the world. I write about it. And I fund it all by stripping. And they were like, why were you scared? One guy was like, why are you scared to tell us that? And the other guy was like, because there's such a stigma. And then they start talking about it. And I realized the next day when I was processing it that I had never, I had, I had never seen someone that I love or someone classy like present stripping in this way. I just had never seen it, but I didn't even know that I hadn't seen it until I saw it. And it was like, wow, blew my mind. And so 
I'm realizing now and like over time that I am that for people. I am the, um, you know, the thing, even though I, oh, wow. I don't exactly have, like, I, I'm starting to find them on, on like Instagram and, um, you know, like I have these role models on social media, but mm, not so much in my, uh, like in my club exactly. And in my, definitely not really just like when I go out, it really like was just like a woman who I want to be like doing my job. There's these, there are people that I unfortunately, even though I love my job, that I don't want to be like doing my job. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's really been crazy to be the role model. So you saying, you know, like that I'm handling it with such grace and such empowerment, like that's really great, but I would love to have someone else that I'm imitating. You're like, you know, sort of like taking, mm. not imitating, but like just showing me <laughs> it was Colleen. It was crazy. It was this woman, Colleen, who doesn't know a single other stripper, has never been inside of a strip club. Like, it just, like, took it on. It was like, oh, this is what my best friend does. I'm like, she's been lying to me for nine years wow. about it. For nine years. Yeah. And I'm going to, that very night, take it, embody it myself. She didn't even say she's a stripper. Like, she, she said, I'm a stripper. Like, she took, it was. She didn't even say. She, yeah. she did not out me at all. Right. And then she said this these this little phrase, I travel around the world, I write about it, and I find it all by stripping, that now, two years later, I use the same phrasing still. Like, she could have had two years to work on it, and she, you know, it's perfect. It's she, just really, she, it really, it just really. Colleen has, yeah. She's got a superpower. She has a, and you harnessed the <laughs> shit out of it. Oh, my gosh. That story gives me chills every time you tell it. Oh my, I cry. I, I'm still tear up. And I, and I've told that, like that story is <sighs> really, I feel very, pa and like very grateful to Colleen. I mean, because my other best friends knew with like, even though I love them a lot, like they've, they've helped me keep the secret. I mean, you know, they maybe encouraged me to, to tell or whatever, but like it wasn't mm -hmm. until I told Colleen and saying, I don't, I, th let's make this not hard for you anymore. Yeah. Like, let's make this something that's, that's not. This doesn't need to be hard. Mm -hmm. And because for her, she saw you doing this and was like, well, I had certain preconceptions about what it meant to be a stripper. That's exactly right. And she goes, I guess I was wrong. I guess I was wrong. Just what in, a, a, in, a, in a moment, she did it. Wow. In a moment. Oh. Like, oh, I'm willing to be wrong about things. Yeah. Um, like being willing, like that's real love. And like known that she was lied to for, and like. She was like the, yeah, she just, she was lied to. <laughs> and then she just well, to be able to forgive in that moment. Like that's hard. Like to not even take a day and not even a night's sleep over it. You know? Immediately. It was just like, let me be on your side. How can I help you? How can I make this? Goodness gracious. I see that you're in pain and I want to make this easier for you. I mean, wow. Yeah. And what an amazing realization that you are that for people. Yeah. To see that and then be like, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. who I am. And, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's taken a little bit from when she said it to me being like to me, like knowing it, but I feel it now. I mean, I, you know, it's pretty clear, like, especially because in my group of friends, I'm the only st stripper. I'm the only one. I'm the only stripper that most people know that I hang out with. Like I'm the, you know. Right. Sort of the like. Just like I'm the occupational therapist. And together. Hey. <laughs> we, we are a stripper. We were hanging out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. We are a stripper. And we are an occupational <laughs> therapist. <laughs> we represent. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, it's it's not something you asked to be. You didn't ask to be people's stripper role models. No, no. Or whatever, you know, but like, is there, has that changed in your mind? I don't know. Does it um, have parts of it gotten easier or is it like has, I don't know, has your relationship um, with your job changed or with your, with how you talk about it? Something, I don't know if this is answering the question or not, but something kind of like cool happened to me the other. So, um, I, um, sometimes, you know, at work, I don't want to brag, but sometimes I get hit on. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) 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 And, um, so, you know, navigating that and like, um, and being professional. And sometimes I like the guy back. I mean, in fact, often, you know, like often, like sometimes it happens that the guy's cool. So, um, I was on, so this guy, this guy, um, comes into the club and is like, actually he texts me. We must've exchanged numbers years ago, like a couple years ago, two years ago, probably when I was single, just for anyone, just, <laughs> just for anyone <laughs> who might was be listening. Single, yeah. um, we, we exchanged numbers and, um, he was like, Hey, I am back in town and I would love to come in and see you. Um, you know, is it possible? Are you working? And I was like, great. That's a great text to get from a customer. Um, yes, here's my schedule. Can I give you money to do the thing that you do? Exactly. I was like, cool. He's like, okay, I'm going to come in and and then I'm going to leave. And after that, I would like to hang if if it's possible. Um, and if you're interested, I would like to hang out with you outside of work. I'm going to come in and see you one more time. Um, and, um, and then, and then, and you can think about it. Mm. I was like, okay, well, great, fine, easy. I mean, pretty great. So he comes in um, and he's like, um, we chat for like five minutes and he's like, okay, do you want to do a champagne room? And I was like, that'd be great. He's like, okay, we go upstairs, we do an hour right away. So he took five minutes of my time downstairs, five minutes. Which, and, and for people who don't know, it's like you're not getting paid for time that you're not spent with a customer like either in a left answer room or right in a exactly room. so I wouldn't spend that long I'm ha- happy to give him a little bit more time you know because but like five minutes is that's great that's yeah that's he's on it um and uh, we went upstairs to a champagne room he knew he wanted to do an hour we do an hour he's like I just want to talk about um I just I just want to talk and get to know you um I just want to spend this time and then and we did and it was interesting um and then at the end of the hour he tipped me really well um and he's like I would love to go to breakfast with you is there a time this week that you're free um and I was like um yeah (laughs) I mean (laughs) definitely right Uh, you just were so respectful of my time and like of my job um and he's like I remembered that the last time I met you this is how you said that I could go out with you you said if I come back in and see you and show you that I respect your job um, you would go out on, you would go out on a date with me and that I couldn't text you late at night. Um, and I couldn't, and I couldn't try to hang out with you right after the day we had met. That would not be, respe- you would not find that respectful. It would have to be another, if it was actually a date, cause like so many guys try to hang out with me, like, of course they want to hang out with me that night or like, right. This would be very convenient for you. Right. Like, I am working right now. Right, exactly. And you are having a good time. We're not, <laughs> yeah. It's not the same at all. It's not the same. So he was like, I remembered, you know, that you told me that. And so, and I would like to go to breakfast with you any day that you want, whatever day I'm here for this week. He's from out of town. Oh. And I was like, okay, anywhere that I choose. Um, so I was like, definitely. So we go out to breakfast and, um, one of these days we meet up and I, I pick, I pick a place like really close to where I live, but he doesn't know where I live, but 
You yep. could probably guess I picked somewhere close to where I live. <laughs> right. like, oh, why do you like this tiny coffee <laughs> shop? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> anyway, we met there and um, we had a chat and he was like, uh, uh, and I was like, he's like, do you remember the night we met? And I was like, mm. <laughs> um, and he's like, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you how it happened. And I was like, okay. He's, and then he told me in detail this story that I feel really proud about. Mm. Um, which is that, um, he said you were on stage and you were making, you were making funny faces, which you got to work with what you got. Yeah, <laughs> Some people pole dance. He was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you making some physical comedy. And <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and it was so funny. You were making me laugh so much. And, um, you came over to me and said, um, while you were on stage and you were like, Hey, I'm interested in talking to you more, but I can't when you're sitting at stage. If when I get down, you'd like to come and talk to me at the bar, I would love to talk to you, but otherwise, no pressure. I can't I can't come up and talk to you, just so you know. I noticed that you're that you're playing with me and like visually that we're, you're playing back and mm-hmm. I like that, but I can't. He's like, "Okay, so you got off stage?" And I was like to my boss, I was with my boss, I was like, "I don't know, should I go talk to this girl?" And my boss was like, "Definitely. She seems so great." So I got up, went and went in with you, and you were like, um, talked for a couple minutes and you were like look I do think you're really great and this is really fun but I'm at work right now and if we want to keep talking keep hanging out then you need to come for a lap dance with me um it's you know whatever the price is um and you can come back if you want that but otherwise I have to keep walking around and this guy was like yeah I'd love to go for a dance with you he's like but I don't want you if we go for a dance for you to say because we went for a dance you won't hang out with me and I was like that's not how it's going to be for me I I'm going to appreciate that you came to my work and treated it like a job and if we're gonna date which who knows we're just meeting you need to understand that this is what I do it's not a secret I mean like you know (laughs) right this is you're not gonna uh, right I'm working and like this is my job and like all right and you respecting that like you are a patron at my workplace right so anyway so and he was like do you want to drink and I said of course not I don't drink um I don't drink. I'm a professional. I don't drink on the job. I'm a professional. So then we go back and he's telling me all of this in the story two years later. He's telling me this story that happened. So then we go back, go for a dance. Um, And then um, at the end of the dance, um, he wanted to exchange numbers. And I was like, uh, and I said, told him what he had told me already that I, that he, that I could, we can do that. But he, and that he was really great, but that if he wants to date me, he has to come in and one more time to see me. It's not just going to be, he has to show me that he wants to see me because Cause there's a lot of girls like it's right. Right. Just that's a, that's like a fantasy situation. Basically going to a strip club, hitting on some, you know, like exactly. Come and back in, come see me, mm-hmm. just me. Um, and no problem if you see other girls, I, it's fine. It's no big deal. I'm not trying to like corner you. I'm just saying, if you really do like me, you'll come back and see me, which no problem. Um, but it's like, so c- you're like, I know what will signal to me that you're serious about. Exactly. This. Come back in, come see me. And then, um, and you'll and you'll won't and you won't want to chat me up while we're here either. You will like you'll respect my time here again the next time you come in. Um, and then after that, I would I would go on a date with you um, if you know and you don't text me like late at night. Um, I don't want I don't want you to text me late at night. Um, and I, I don't want you to text me anytime you're drunk. <laughs> like I just like love boom, 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 boom. Clear as. Yes. So <laughs> anyway, I um, and then he comes and he, two years later texts me, does this, does the things, and then it's like tells me the story, and I just remember feeling like so proud of myself listening I'm to the story. So proud of like, you listening. Good, yes, girl. That that is how I'm. Tr- you know, like that is how I should be. 
that is absolutely how I, my job is not a place to like be meeting people to like, you know, potential dating partners. And if, if it is, then I still, it's a job first. And then, Mm. um, and then anyway, so that was a cool story. That is so cool. And then this guy just tells me the whole story. He tells me it from two years ago. And I just was like, so cool. I was so proud. I'm I'm patting you. We're patting you on all (laughs) on the back, scratching you behind the ears. What? Yeah. Yeah, That's amazing. Cause you know, that's because that is how you address it every single time. Exactly right. You are so professional. Yeah. It felt really good to, to just hear it, you know, and just know that two year ago me was like, was doing that was like taking care of myself and like, um, yeah, like be, being respectful of myself and my job. And, and, um, yeah. And that's how you attract. I mean, like, so this is an example of like, of a stranger who was attracted to that, but like mm-hmm. that's, you are that clear and intentional about every part of your life, mm-hmm. I would yeah. say. And that's why you have amazing people in your life. I and really do. Really do you guys. And you're, <laughs> you guys, hey guys. <laughs> hey guys, I know all my best friends are listening to this. So thank you <laughs> for being here. Um, wow. I mean, that's so, and I know we have to, oh, so sad. So sad we have to wrap up, but so happy that we get to keep hanging out because <laughs> I'm staying in your house. Um, that uh, that's been, yes. I mean like the way I got to go visit your workplace yeah, yesterday. How cool was that? So two days ago. It was so cool. So you got so to see that incredible. little room that I was talking about. That little room. That's a little, little than I thought it was. It's uh, yeah, it's true. It would the right fit on the stage. It would fit on say. the stage of an improv scene. <laughs> yes, it would. That's correct. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was just, I already knew you were a professional at work because of the stories you've told me like, and the story is a perfect example of it, but yeah. it's like, you treat it like a job and I love how you like talk to your manager. Like you're not there to be really friendly with your coworkers. Not necess- necessarily. Not necessarily. Unless they're great. Right. Which is a good rule of them <laughs> regardless. Right. But that's so interesting too. I never thought about like in general, we all might meet someone we'd want to go on a date with at work. Yeah, totally. In fact, uh, you spend most of your time for some percentage of your time at work and it's a lot. It's, it's a, a high percentage. Mm-hmm. So lots of workplace things happen. Right. So I love that you. So it's not totally not impossible, mm-hmm. um, but it's, yeah. So what happened? You went to breakfast. Yes. We went to breakfast. It was really intense. I mean, he's lovely, really kind and sweet, but not fun and funny. It wasn't, I don't think it's the right match for me, um, but um, he lives out of state. And uh, when he comes back, yeah, I, we had a, I think it was a one date and done situation. Right. Um, we hugged at the end and it was, I think he had a fun time, which was nice. Um, but it was not for me, I don't think. But but for cute. him, he was like, I feel very connected to you. Right. It feels, I, I can count on one hand the number of people that I felt this way about. And yeah. And you were like, this is not the same uh, from on my end. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, so I feel like this happens, the experience of having somebody else be like, oh, I am so, like, this is never, I've never felt this way before, I feel so connected to you, that must, that happens to you all the time. It certainly happened to me a lot more when I was younger, but yes, it, it, it happens to me a little bit less now because I'm better at boundaries, mm. um, and I'm more aware that it has happened and can sort of, you know, preemptively, like, help it not happen as intensely as, you know. But how do you help it not? Or how do you set boundaries with people to 
But I mean, I don't I don't engage like as deeply. Mm. <laughs> I don't just like look at everyone with like eyes like ready to say yes to them. Yes. Yeah. Right. You can you can turn it on and off a little bit more, but mm-hmm. it still happens. It still happens a lot. And it particularly would happen at work because I am looking with like eyes of ready to say yes. Right. Yes to money. Right. Yes, I'm working. I'm working and I'm using my skills. Right. So just connecting with people. <laughs> exactly. Right. My skills is connecting. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's a like a, it's a service that you're providing. A lot yes. of people and it's a needed service mm-hmm. as people don't feel connected to people very often. No, they don't. So like I say all the time, you know, oh, my God, I'm t- I can't I'm like going to come back in and see you. This was so great. This was right so nice to talk to you mm-hmm. and it's so interesting and you were telling me a story about um that experience that you had at burning man recently mm-hmm. that's right good memory where you were you had a similar experience with that's right i did you became really or like yep uh-huh, a guy with a guy <laughs> yep became we were together for three hours on a bus ride and so he got my enthusiasm and energy and joy my like best bits I was stoked about where I was about to go and I was sharing it with him right and he he felt very 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 connected to me (laughs) (laughs) and misinterpreted it sexually which was wrong it's wrong yes I find this all the time like I because I tend to connect with people pretty easily as well yeah, and of course you do of course we do yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's um and it's yeah I found that I need to be very explicit especially with men you know because it's like and I my theory is that men are not taught that there are other levels of intimacy other than sexual intimacy mm-hmm. like having a friendship is it's hard to develop friendships with men because it's there's not the vocabulary really like the emotional vocabulary just isn't there. Cause it's like, Oh, this is any kind of intimacy means you must want to be romantic. Right. Wrong. Right. Wrong. Right. Wrong. Right. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So it's like, I'm often prefacing and then it's kind of a weird thing to preface like, Hey, you might become very into me, but (laughs) Oh, it's a very weird thing to preface. Cause it's, you're making so many assumptions. You really are. It's very How weird. do you do it tactfully? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do it? <laughs> I say I'm jumping. I know I'm jumping the gun. You know you're jumping the gun. Oh, okay. That's a good way to say it. I know I'm jumping the gun. Um, but. Yeah. And then I say whatever it is. I don't want you to think this. Mm-hmm. What I find is what I find difficult about it is when I'm talking with somebody that I might be interested in, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. You were saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, how much time, when do I, when do you need to make up your mind? Cause I feel like it's uh, in balls in my court. It's so rough. That sucks so much. It kind of does. Cause yeah. you can't, it's like, Oh, can't we just let this develop? And it's like, no, I need to kind of make a decision one way or the other. Like it's the benefit of getting close to people really quickly is that, I can pretty quickly understand whether or not there's somebody that I want to pursue Mm. in a pretty quick, like sometimes you might need to date for a couple of weeks to be like, Oh no, we don't click. But I guess, I don't know. Do you, would you say, how long does it take you to tell if somebody is 
for you or not for you? I, I mean, in varying lengths. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> As exhibited by the fact that I've dated people for years and then broken up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took me years that time or dated someone for a couple weeks and broken up or went on one date and it didn't work or just said no the moment they asked me. Right. Yeah, that's true. I guess there's nothing wrong with kind of leaving it. Yeah, open-ended. you've been telling me that recently. I've been really liking that you've been saying that. That how you don't have to know right away. There's no shame in like in mm. figuring it out and like ta- in like taking your time. But there is a bit of a, it's like it's, it's double edged, right? Because I love that. That's the part I love. That's the part we love, <laughs> and I'm telling you that because I'm telling myself that. Yeah. I'm like, there's no shame, and sometimes just, just feeling it out. Yeah, and exactly. like not knowing no. and, and dating, or not knowing and having a longer conversation. Like, so what? You didn't know right away, right? Yeah, one time like I was how, on a date with this guy. Like, yeah, I was on a date with this guy one time who I'd met online. We went to see a movie first. Okay. And then he was like, do you want to go to a bar afterwards? And I was like, sure. Even though I don't drink, I was like, yeah, I'll go to another thing with you. Um, we didn't really have time to talk at all. And I was like, of course I'll go. Um, and we hung out more and then he like went in to kiss me at the end of the night. And I was like, I just want you to know I, I we didn't kiss. I was like, Oh, I, I'm actually feeling more of like a friend connection with you. And he was like, Oh, when did you know this? And he was like, it just would have, that's really confusing to me. And I was like, how it's, we've spent three hours together. And like, that wasn't enough. Like it took me three hours to know that. So what? Right. 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 <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, there is this pressure to like, to know it quicker when you're the one that people make a connection to. Um, they like it cause, because it is more helpful. If you do know, as soon as you do know it, it's nice to say it because yeah, it's hard to say it though. Oh my God. I know. And then that's on you too. This tough conversation. You have to have these difficult conversations and you have to initiate them and like school of hard talks. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not easy, but you're a courageous soul. And so are you. We're courageous. And we we <laughs> are. <speak> our <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we'll just keep talking it out together. We're going to keep it. I yep. take notes when you talk a lot. So I take notes. <laughs> <laughs> I filled up several volumes of notebooks <laughs> while I've been here. And <laughs> which sucks because then I just have to type them up. <laughs> it's just a lot Here's of work. Here's another thing that's great but sucks. <laughs> Here's another thing that's great but it sucks because you're just doing you a lot of great things to I'm say. I'm inspired, but uh, also not. <laughs> <laughs> making more work. You're making more work for me. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, this has just been so wonderful. It really has been great. Okay. I'm happy we've had this time. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye.